This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Here we go! There's only four words. This is Something Something Bronco. This one's for Pat! There's only one person that carries the ball right here! Ten people back in the system. Featuring Mike DeSico and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined as always by Mike DeSico in your pre-Christmas extravaganza show. Oh, crap. We've come crashing back to Earth. Right back. I don't know what to say. Looks like the Broncos still suck. Yes. Looks like the Broncos still suck. Sorry. Mike, what do you think? The Lions. It's It's just weird that we lost 42 to 17, and it's not even our worst loss, right? Of all the losses, this one may not have hurt as much as the others, but we are also coming off of a season where we lost 72 uh 20. So Yeah. I I I was very confident that we would be competitive. The kind of thing I said this week was that this isn't a team that can be blown out. We're gonna be a team that hangs around, that keeps things close, that it's just you could they're beatable but they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be tough to get rid of. And as usual, I was completely wrong. So that was the disappointing part is that they just, they had no fight in them. They were down 21, nothing at half, I think. And it's just, yeah, just at least hopes were never up in this game. Well, they were. And then there was a kickoff. And so from that (laughs) point on, not as much. Detroit is a different animal. Like for some reason, and and Tim and Lori kind of made fun of me. I was just like, you never really know what you can expect with Detroit. 
some of our we've had some pretty big losses to Detroit. Some huge and losses. What's weird about about Detroit is that the last few games there's been a lot of Broncos, a lot of Broncos fans in the in the stands. Of course. And when you looked around the stands in Detroit, it was predominantly blue. Like the, the, they were they were not selling their tickets to Broncos fans. It was, no, they were it not. was not as healthy of a showing of Bronco fans uh as usual. And that's a that's a credit to the Detroit Lions and and kind of a knock against um you know Houston and uh, uh Los Angeles. Um yeah, there were yeah. a lot of a lot of blue. There was. As we lost 14 17 in 2011, the Lions beat the Broncos 45 to 10. In yes. 2007, the Lions beat the Broncos 44 to 17. Um, in 1987, no, we beat them 34 to nothing. So we've, there's been some big blowouts to the Lions over the last uh, 10, 12 years. And it's just a weird thing. They either we win or they blow us out. There's no in between. You're right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so do we, do we, do we, do we learn any lessons from this game or is it a forget it, move on. We got the Patriots on Christmas Eve. Is there any, is there, are there any lessons to take from this? Um, with yes, I think there is. Uh, I do not trust the referees. There were three touchdowns on three consecutive plays, all three uh, not called touchdowns. But that's something uh, the Broncos that- can control. Well, they could have challenged, uh, but they were content to just burn off those plays and and bury their chances yeah. to challenge. So I I'm not sure that those two, the Javante and was it Jaleel, correct? I'm not sure that those were getting overturned. I think they were touchdowns, but I don't think there was overwhelming conclusive proof to change the call on the field. And I don't. I, to me, it's always been one of those weird things where if it's a close play like that, call it a touchdown and get the automatic review. Right. Well, he could have challenged Sean Payton. Could I'm not have sure challenged. he would have won, though. I don't think he, we, I'm we not didn't sure he challenge the entire game. We went to the locker room at the end with uh, with two challenges, and so it's. But do you think they know, would have? Won we didn't the need the timeouts. <laughs> do you think they would have won him though? Do you think they were? Like, they would have won one. It, like especially the, the last one. That I, I thought that well, one was a touchdown. I don't remember well, which. The one last one was the uh, offsides on minors, and you can't challenge that. Oh yeah. Well that was crap too like yeah. that again i rest my case on the uh on the refs that was it was a bad it was a bad job and i think everybody is just saying except for the chiefs fans who are whiny little bitches are just saying you just want consistency out of the refs and it almost seems like they're too afraid to make calls and somebody on twitter pointed out the minors offsides was like you know the refs were lectured you know Make that a point of emphasis so it doesn't seem like we're favoring the Chiefs sort of a thing. And so they might have been quicker to call it something that they shouldn't have. So I don't know. I think everybody just wants it to be consistent. And it's a hard job, though. I mean, those guys are that big, moving that fast with lots of legs and arms and bodies in the way. It's a hard job to do. So so to answer your question earlier, I think that you just bury this game. Mm-hmm. You look forward to the next three. You've got to win all three. Got to. The Texans game would have given you a little a little freedom. So what did the, uh, the Lions the game Raiders then became the a must win, and now you absolutely have to win these last three if you're going to go to the playoffs. Uh, they don't control their own destiny nope. going forward, and it is yeah. what it is. It, it's uh, but at least it's exciting football into December. It's 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 Christmas, and it Denver Broncos football still matters. 
That's cool. Are you gonna be able to watch on Christmas Eve, or are you gonna be doing family stuff? Oh, I'll watch. Yeah, I get to I get to stay up late, watch the game, and then I get to do a post game and then a post game podcast, which you can hear right here wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and then I'm gonna wake up ass early on Christmas Day so that I can write horse tracks or milehighreport.com. So really, it's just Christmas. <laughs> It's football extravaganza for Jess. If you if you so, love Jess and podcasts and football first, it's it's the season of Jess. So where will you be living next year? And will your wife let you? Excuse me, ex-wife let you see your kids? <laughs> uh, I think we'll be okay. I think you we'll think be so? okay because everybody will be asleep. Uh, all the shenanigans will be over. Uh, I mean, it's eight o'clock on on Christmas Eve, That's right? Because I'm out, I'm out, I'm out east. But then so. the getting up early to ride horse tracks. Yes, yeah, but the kids will probably be up already, like shaking all their presents and. Gotcha. gotcha. Are, are you going to be able to to, to watch all the shenanigans? Well, it's five fifteen out here, and which is right in the middle of like when you might have say Christmas Eve dinner, and so. Yeah, but I mean, I'm so you working, order pizza. I'm. You've never met my wife. We're not going to order pizza on Christmas Eve. You order Chinese food. Okay, you've again, you've you've not had the pleasure of meeting the wonderful woman I'm married to, but that's not happening. So I'm trying to uh, negotiate, but you know, we have three little kids, four total. One of who's home from college, which is awesome. So it might be Christmas stuff in the way. And anyway, so I'm working hard to be able to watch it. Well, but hopefully, ask, it's fun to watch. I hope so, because the thing that you know, Bill Belichick. He's the Patriots coach for you new listeners. Um, the one thing he does really well is he takes away the your team's best option, your best player. He finds a way to take them away, which has got to be Cortland Sutton. So if if Bill Belichick is successful in negating Cortland Sutton, is there enough offense for this team to win the game? And if so, where? Uh, yes, there should be. Will there be? That is the question, is it not? Yeah, I mean – I've read stat that Pookie, you know, we've kind of been seeing it, but the stats were really good to see that he's been kind of falling off a cliff lately. Our run game has just been getting progressively worse. Um, and one thing I was kind of attributed to was that our offense, we're not a big play offense. And so they're able to stack the box, but he's facing like more seven man boxes than most every other running back in the league. So he's not facing like big eight, nine man fronts trying to stop the run. And it hasn't been there. So I don't know, man. It's it is a bit of a concern because if Belichick can do one thing, it's scheme up a good defensive game plan. It's not a slam dunk. People are acting like it's the Patriots. It's a slam dunk, and I'm not sure that it is. It's also the Patriots at Mile High, and they're a little bit haunted by the ghosts of Mile High, uh, as are uh, seemingly we. But not not any of these Patriots are. None no, the, oh, those are all Tom well, Brady's Bill Patriots. Belichick's haunted. Patriots. Sure, sure. I mean, he has the embarrassment of having lost to Josh McDaniels at Mile High Stadium. But so have the Broncos. And Brock Osweiler. So have the Broncos, though. We've lost to Josh McDaniels at Mile High. Oh, shit. Well, okay, so that brings up, you know, the end of the year game with the Raiders, who are suddenly reinvigorated after hanging, what, 63 on the Chargers? Yeah. 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 So so these last three games are not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be – um, no. As easy as we hope. And, you know, if we drop one, it's over. Game over mm-hmm. for the Denver Broncos in 2023. And to be honest, they haven't really played this season like they deserve the postseason. It would be nice. I like 
relevant football in December. I wrote on Monday that uh, this would be a good springboard into next season where the expectations is absolutely 100% the playoffs. You have to make the playoffs next oh, year because 100%. of how the season has gone. So the trajectory has changed. There is expectation. Disagree. Because, because there's no guarantee that Russell Wilson is your quarterback next year. And if your quarterback is Jared Stidham and or a rookie, your expectation should not 100% be the playoffs. If Russ comes back after another year with Sean, sure, 100% you should be looking at, oh, I have the fire alarms going off. Well, that doesn't bode well for our podcast. Hold on a sec. Can you hear? All right, I need to go figure out this shit. The, uh, there's a fire in your building? I don't know, but I'm going to go not sit here and die in a fire. I think the number one thing you need to do is hide under your desk so that the firefighters don't find you. And they can find my corpse later. <laughs> Wait. Okay, the fire alarm is turned off. We've had false alarms before. I'm braving the fire to bring something, something Broncos to you, our loyalists. Thank God. Thank okay. God. I, I'm, not, I'm see, risking nothing. I didn't even shave yeah. today. If you can see... You can see behind me here, Jess. So if you see smoke, flames, anything that I need to be aware of, you just holler out. Okay. Okay. I'll, um, I'll keep my eye out. Your Christmas tree back there, it looks like it's doing okay. Oh, so. it's very flammable. It's from the 70s. It's, it's very flammable. It's As what, as were most things from the 70s. Oh, yes. Um, and you know, so Go back back on time. We're talking about these games not being must win. The Chargers are going to have an interim coach. And a lot of times you get that kind of bump, you know, the – like the Raiders when they uh, got rid of McDaniel's, you got that enthusiasm when the Broncos cut, uh, got rid of uh, Hackett and McDaniel's. The team responded and rallied. So the Chargers are going to be a much tougher out than you would think they would be after having just lost what sixty-three to points, however many points they had, without so, Herbert and no no promise of yeah. uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, I don't. I'm just saying teams. Step up with interim coaches. They, you know, circle the wagons. It's us against the world sort of a thing. It's a game they should win. They all three are. But I wouldn't uh, bet the mortgage on any single one of those games, let alone them winning all three of them. It's highly unlikely they win all three games. Right? I would just like to point out that I felt a wrinkle in the force on the last show. I was like, there's a wrinkle. Something's going to happen. Tell me. You remember last show? I was just like, I, it looks like we can run the table, win our last four games. And I was like, the, it's like the bed sheet, you know, where you, you like, you can't get the wrinkle out. And it's just, there's, it's like there and you're like tugging on different sides and it just yeah, kind of moves around. That was um, a great analogy. Yes. Well, it was right up until we lost. And then I, yeah. I, I felt vindicated for my analogy, but then I was sad. Yeah. Um, it sucks to be right all the time like we are. You it, know? Really, it really does. Yeah. It really does. So is the wrinkle gone? Did we get the wrinkle? Do you see a wrinkle in the last three games? You 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 don't think that we can win all three? I saw some stats online this morning. Sean Payne's been coaching, what, 15 years? Only three times has he won his last three games. The Broncos have rarely won their last three. I can remember the exact stats. It's not likely that a team of middling quality, which we are, we're an average team, is going to put together a second win streak of at least three games in one year. Bill Belichick, the Patriots are awful, but he's still Bill Belichick for a reason. We've always had trouble with the Chargers and the Raiders. Granted, uh, 
Herbert's not playing. This team isn't good enough to call any of those games a slam dunk. They're just not. We're not that good for them to be a slam dunk. If this was the Peyton Manning Broncos, I would feel very confident writing 3-0 and a big, fat, sharpie marker. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This team? I mean, honestly, do you think this team is capable of another three-game win streak? I'm looking at these teams and I'm saying they should. They should. They should. Yes. Yes. There's a lot I'm of going to say yes. I'm just for the sake of of being adversarial with you, Mike. I want them to win three, but you know, the heart is like, yes, we're going to win three. We're going to get to the playoffs. We're going to pull off upsets. It's going to be amazing. But I don't know. This even during the win streak, it's not like this team was what you would call a juggernaut or instilling a lot of confidence. And they outlasted a lot of those teams. They did enough to win a lot of those games. That's not the ID of a team who you think goes on a three-game win streak. Teams who just do enough or find ways to win, you know? Mike. Yeah. Mike. Mike. Yeah. Mike. This is the Denver Broncos team that beat Buffalo, Minnesota, Cleveland, Houston, the Chargers. We lost to Houston. We lost to Houston. (laughs) But we got C.J. Stroud. To do what? You're right. We didn't beat Houston. You're right. I don't I I don't think I think if anybody's being honest, they're not confident they would win all three games. Let's put your confidence into a number. How much money would you bet right now on the Broncos going three and zero in the next three games? What's the maximum amount of money you would feel comfortable betting on that happening? Ten dollars. So you're not confident at all. I'm not a betting person. I don't I don't do the betting. Neither I... am I, but you're not betting a lot of money on there. You're not taking that risk. Your, well, your, your if you see how much I bet on the average, it's right up there with yeah. uh, all my Super Bowl bets. That Let's. How about this? <laughs> I placed You're, in Las Vegas earlier this summer. Jess has an exquisite arcade of vintage video game systems. How many of those video game system uh, cabinets are you putting up in a bet that the Broncos go three and zero? I put up one. So again, you're not confident at a all. A broken really. one. So you're I, not confident. I, I don't have much invested. Like like I said, it's it's. It's been a good season. Yeah, Football is relevent in December. I, I have expectations for next year. I said already that if they go to the playoffs, we're not going to do much in the playoffs. Um, but it would be great to go. And it would be, it would be fun, uh, you know, getting prepared for the playoffs. But I but that's – I mean, that's fine. It's, it's yeah. all fine. It's all gravy at this point. Um, do they win the next three – Sure. Sure. They do. Cause they, I mean, they did, they, they beat Kansas city. They beat Buffalo. They beat Minnesota. They beat Cleveland. They did not beat Houston. They despite the fact that I said that earlier, I stand corrected, uh, but they did beat CJ Stroud into the ground. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, they've won all sorts of games that they shouldn't win. Sure. And so you're right. They will probably lose games that they shouldn't lose. <laughs> Because I, I have I been a Broncos fan for so long, so and I've long. seen it happen so many times where they let me down when they I need them the most. 
So th- that's probably like, what will happen. So you've convinced me the Broncos will lose the next three. Do you remember when the Broncos would like come through when you expected them to? Do you remember? It would happen from time to time. It was a, oh, it's just a great feeling where you're like, how many points will they win by today? Not will they win today? It's will they score 40 today? Now it's how that. will they screw me and ruin my weekend? Yes. And this time, <laughs> but this time the stakes are higher. How will they ruin Christmas? Ooh, again. Don't forget, they ruined Christmas last year too. They did. I don't know. I'm here's the thing. I've said that the pessimistic, I think it's incredibly hard they win these next three games. But I think after that loss and playing at home, I do think they win this sun this Saturday. I think they do win Saturday. Yeah, the the Patriots are not good. They're not good. They're not good. And, you know, we talked about uh, Bill Belichick. You know, he's so good. He takes away the team's best option. I think Sean Payton has a little bit to prove, and he's a hell of an offensive uh, game planner himself there. And I think they will find a way to uh, win. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game this uh, Sunday. Excuse me, on Sunday. I said Saturday. It's on Sunday. It's on Sunday, Christmas Sunday. Eve. Christmas Mike. Eve. Christmas Eve. Mike. At five fifteen Pacific, West Coast, Best Coast, and I think they find a way to win, but I think it's going to be like seventeen to fourteen. It's a lie, and that's enough to get me. I say that it the Denver Broncos will win twenty-eight. Liar. To nine. Well, see, here's the thing: if you're not going to take this seriously, Jess, why do we do it? Yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. I will not take this. I do not like it. Do you think the Broncos are scoring 28 points? Absolutely, I do. I think they're scoring Ah. 28 points. Four touchdowns, bitches. Extra points. All good. Bye. Where are these four points coming from? Where are these four touchdowns coming from? I want to know. Jerry Judy is going to squeak one out. Okay. It's going to be a defensive touchdown. Nice. There's going to be a Javante touchdown. Javante. Russell will go for one. That's four. Or do you want to keep going? Do you want to make it 35? No, I'm just coming up with scenarios where we'll score so that I'll I can maximize my chances to be right. Yes, exactly. Jaleel um, McLaughlin. We're up to touchdown. 35. 35 points. Brandon Johnson. Oh my god, 42. Touchdown. Oh my god. <laughs> what about Troutman? Uh what's the name of the what Burton? The Troutman. fullback? What Troutman? What about Troutman? Uh Troutman's gonna drop it. He's not. Uh, he's gonna have a chance, but he'll drop it. I was all excited for a touchdown, but oh, whatever, whatever. You let me down. Up I'm yours, used to being, man. I'm used no. to being let down. <laughs> all right. I don't know. Seventeen, fourteen. I think uh, Jaleel and Troutman score two touchdowns, and I think Will Lutz gets the field goal. I think they let him kick it. I don't know. He's he's due to miss another one, isn't he? No, I was just making mm-hmm. jokes. Who's gonna kick the field goal? Well, I'm gonna say it was Lutz and not another player. It wasn't a funny joke, like not even it was, at all. It was terrible. Well, I mean, who else? Who else would do it? That's why it was funny that you know. Thunder comes onto the field. Oh, like remember, like in, in some, a, a Don Knotts movie, like the Kicking Mule. <laughs> you remember that? That a mule in like the football helmet and jersey, and he would kick field goals. Yes. Oh my we're god! We're gonna bring that back because it's Christmas. Oh, and we're also gonna be wearing the snow-capped helmets. So yeah. Uh, uh, we're gonna drool on that for a little bit. Drool, drool. Uh, throwback D, throwback D. Yeah. Drool. Uh, orange pants with the orange jersey. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Hopefully, we fix that next year. I think those helmets with orange jerseys, white pants, or all whites, fantastic. You're right. Uh, but the I, I, 
yeah, I like the solid orange with their dark blue D throwback helmet that they wore, like, what, the last couple of years of the color rush? I thought it looked, it looked okay, but the white helmet, not as much. Yeah, it's white helmet isn't us. It's not really, yeah. we don't have a history sure. with a white helmet. We don't, that's like for teams that can't win Super Bowls, like the Cardinals, you know? Yeah. I, I just feels like, um, it's the first year we could really do a throwback and your fan base is clamoring for that throwback. And we didn't do a true throwback. Seems just such a huge missed opportunity. And it's just because ownership didn't, Joe Ellis didn't care. He was just collecting that check. He's just like, I don't care about the fans. Fuck them. Nah. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of whiny little bastards, ungrateful little shits. Speaking of whiny bastards and ungrateful little shits, did you hear that uh, I saw on Twitter today that Drew Locke is the greatest quarterback of all time and the Broncos were completely wrong to ever let him go and not believe in him? It's amazing. It's amazing. He yeah. he uh, has has grown so much. My brother-in-law was texting me during the game last night and it was just like, no, no, he's still the same guy. Just give it time. Give it yeah. time. And then, you know, it has been, again, all over Twitter. You know, the Joe Flacco one on Sunday. Case Keenum one on Sunday. Trevor Simeon came in and well, he came in. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it's uh, in a day which the Broncos playoff hopes tanked with our loss and other teams winning. Case Keenum and Joe Flacco helped deal those blows. I'm old enough to remember when Josh Dobbs was considered the second coming in now is not. And so so have your day, Drew Locke. You deserve it. it was Get cool your name out there. You're going to be a lifetime backup somewhere in this league, and I think that's great. Get a, you'll backup pop up from time to time. It's the greatest huh? job in the world. It's the greatest job in the world. It is. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I remember when I was a backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. It was great. Me and uh, Carson Palmer, we used to go drinking together. Yeah. Did he ever let yeah. you like sit in his booth like Joe no. does? No, I mean, we yeah. would drink at tables separate from each other, but we would be together. He would just let you go along to like pay? What's amazing about Carson Palmer is that no matter where he goes, uh, he always orders the same thing. Which he is? gets uh, He gets spaghetti. Um, and he's very particular about germs and whatnot. And so he insists. He's like, no, I will not use silverware. He just he eats the spaghetti with his hands and just picks it up, you know, with handfuls of noodles and just and he gets it all over his face. It's like in his yeah, hair. It's, I've heard it's, this. It, it's thing, it, it might be why he's no longer in the league because it's just to eat with him is so hard because I mean everybody's watching and it's just it's like a five year old kid and and he he doesn't close his mouth and there's no. noodles falling in his yeah. lap. It's it's really it's really too much. And the thing is, you have to keep in mind about that story. You have to put in context. When Carson Palmer was there in Cincinnati, he was huge. I mean, he was Patrick Mahomes in KC big. And so he could go to any rush. He could go to P.F. Chang's and they would make him spaghetti. Oh, he would insist. Yeah. He he could go to a Mexican restaurant, order a plate of spaghetti, and you're Carson Palmer. You get a plate of spaghetti. And I think people just forget how huge Carson Palmer was. Well, and get, it's Cincinnati, so the spaghetti, does it come with spaghetti sauce or does it come with chili? Like, see, that's that's like yeah. the surprise. It's like, but that's who the knows? It, Carson Palmer, he was big. He could get he could get away. Can anybody else get away with that? Eating spaghetti with no hands like that? No, just Carson Palmer. No, no he used his hands. He didn't use his utensils. Well, that's, that was he's, why it was weird. Yeah, but he's 
the only certain people can get away with that, you know, and he could get away with it because whatever it is, he had it. And it was not utensils. No, it was not a fork. <laughs> whatever it All was, right. it was not a fork. Let us let us escape that bit before we beat it, it goes any further. I think we ran into the ground. <laughs> so we All right. We well, it. spaghetti enthusiasts are we. Uh, this has been something, something Broncos. I am just place joined by Mike DeSico. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, uh, it is just before Christmas. And if you celebrate Christmas, I wish you a happy Christmas holiday. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, I wish you a happy holiday from the people who celebrate Christmas. So, um, Mike, do you have that? anything to say to our listeners? Well, are we allowed to say that? Isn't there a war on Christmas? Are we only allowed to say happy holidays? Uh, if you want to say happy holidays, I'm I'm all for it. I, I just want to make sure I it's don't a, run It's a big out. tent this holiday season. I say come on in. Hey, yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. And hope we talk to you after Christmas and you're driving around in your new Lexus that was left in your driveway with a big bow on it, like the commercials. And we have find you in good cheer and a Broncos win. Thank you for listening to us. And have a big bowl of spaghetti for Carson Palmer and from us. Okay, wait, wait. Spaghetti, but in a pot pie. That's a thing. That's a thing that should happen.